You're listening to Two Oceans Vibe Radio. This is Nadia Hearn, and it's on the flip side. Today we are chatting to Grant Smee, and he is a property investor and entrepreneur. So I think a lot of us have been seeing um, content around payment holidays and maybe um, people that have loans and things like that. But nobody's talking about the rental market and speaking to landlords um, and what that looks like in terms of being forward thinking. And I think there's also some tenants um, that are also concerned in terms of what the lockdown will mean. Welcome, Grant. Hi, Nadia. Thank you for having me. Great. So maybe we can just kick off, um, since this is your, your first time here on the flip side with me, tell us a little bit more about Grants Me as a property investor and entrepreneur, and maybe just, you know, what you do from day to day. Cool. So, um, yeah, so I've been a property investor for the better part of 16 years now. I um, got into, into property investments in my, my mid-20s um, out in the UK and then took uh, when I returned back to South Africa, continued investing in South Africa. Um, and, and, and in that investment uh, space, the property investment space, I realized that there's quite a lot of services that need to be provided to property investors. And that was the start of my sort of entrepreneurial journey. Um, so I have several uh, property services businesses now that, that service the property investment industry around property management, um, sectional title management, um, and, and other uh, sort of online products for property investors. So fully immersed myself in the um, property uh, arena or property market for a long time now. Um, my day to day is um, uh, management of our national um, property business. Uh, we've got uh, 19 offices around the country. Um, my involvement in um, Epic South Africa, which is a, a property investor community um, around education, training and support of property investors. And um, yeah, I'm engaging with, with uh, my, my employees, my staff and in the, in the services business as well. Yeah, I, I would actually love to chat to you maybe in the next opportunity, Grant, um, about the current um, junk status um, for investors and how that will also impact our markets moving forward sure. that has recently been announced just off the bat. <laughs> but anyway, we can come back to that topic. I think more pressing right now is our current um, COVID-19 lockdown situation. And I'd love to speak to you about how that um, is going to impact our rental market, specifically landlords, and how they can maybe be more forward thinking in terms of how they're going to manage the situation with the tenants. Yeah, sure. So, so look, first, firstly, and I think it's it, nobody needs to be told that this is an extremely um, sort of unusual and, and situation that, that no one could have planned for. Um, both landlords and tenants are, are sitting in a position of, of uncertainty and I suppose to a degree fear at the moment. So, um, you know, from a landlord perspective, you, you really need to prepare for two things is that there's, there's most certainly going to be a financial loss. Um, the, you can't uh, accept or can't um, be sitting in a position that you feel or, or think that you're going to be getting 100% of your rental for the, for the foreseeable future. It's not a, not a realistic expectation considering the lockdown. Um, how, how a landlord deals with it and, and the best way to deal with it really is, is two things. Is, is the first thing to note that uh, the contractual obligation of a tenant um, to pay 
to pay rental doesn't fall away. So because of the lockdown, it doesn't mean that they just get to not pay rental or, or get absconded from paying or, or, or sticking to the agreement. So that's, that's the, the sort of the practical side of it or the, the theory side of it is that they can't just ignore the, the legal agreement. But part two is that, um, you know, you need to be considerate of their circumstance, their employment situation. Have they been put into position where they have been forced to go and leave, unpaid leave, for example, or take a reduction in their salary, all the elements that affect their affordability for them to be able to pay the rental. Um, so my first piece of advice here is really is just to communicate with your tenant, um, either directly or via your property managing agent, to try and get a, a sense of what, what is the position they are finding themselves in. Um, do they, are they in a position where they're not getting their full salary this month? Um, and, and I do suspect that a lot of people will um, get paid in full this month. My big concern for, for landlords in the market is actually um, next month, at the end of April, end of May. What is that going to look like um, for, for landlords and tenants? So um, I'm looking at some of the steps that you've put down here in terms of your tips. So some of the other ones are compassion and compliance. Would you like to elaborate a little bit on those as well? Yes, I think I think compassion, compliance, co uh, compassion. Just be considerate of their situation. Um, you know, have a conversation with your with your tenants around. Um, uh, you know, offering making an offer of a, a decreased rental, um, sort some sort of um, payment plan with them. Um, I do feel that that you can implement um, a, a payment holiday. So if you apply, a lot of the banks over the last few days have been releasing statements around um, uh, offering. Uh, mortgage holidays to to lenders or uh, to sorry mortgage holidays to bondholders. So if you do get a, a mortgage holiday from the bank, to pass at least some of that saving on to your tenant initially. Mm -hmm. The reminder around a payment holiday is that it doesn't shorten the length of your of your mortgage. In fact, um, you will pay interest on the amounts not paid during that mortgage holiday. Mm -hmm. So I would say you, so you're almost deferring your payment. So I would as a landlord consider deferring a tenant's rental payment for a period when they are in a better financial situation. So, so that's the com uh, more compassion side. Um, on the compliance, make sure that you get um, everything down in writing, get an agreement in place, make sure that any variation from the existing lease agreement is documented, is in writing, is signed, so that the position on both sides is very, very clear. That prevents conflict um, in the future once um, uh, the situation changes. Mm, I completely agree with that. I think that um, driving that clarity and making sure that it is in writing and it is compliant is key. So yes, I think that um, from what I'm hearing is don't wait. Um, really be accountable and take some action in terms of following these steps in terms of opening that communication um, as a landlord with tenants to also protect your investments. Correct point. Absolutely. I mean, being pro being proactive is is um, is something that that's essential at this stage. Um, you know, no matter how much you fight at the last minute to get your rental in, the tenant situation is a unique one that that they could never have planned for. So, by you being proactive, taking steps, you know, you could maybe secure at least part of your rental income from the tenant because they have some affordability. But then you also have time to have conversations with the bank, make other arrangements, make sure you can make mortgage payments if you can't get a payment holiday. So you're sort of um, taking a much more proactive stance versus um, putting your head in the sand and just waiting for things to play out, which definitely won't turn out well for you. 
I think maybe there may be possibly some landlords thinking, oh, let's rather leave it and not make them think that they can actually pay less <laughs> to see how much money I can get. Um, yeah, yeah. And, but and it's I think, not a I think, you know, there's approach. A... It's not real. It's not realistic mm. for the current situation that we find ourselves in. Not at all, and, and you almost have you, you know you're you're a, you're a property investor, and you're in, in in terms of being a property investor, you've gone into a business, and you've got to accept that a business takes has risks, um, regardless of why you why you got into the business. A business does have risks, and you need to accept that this is unfortunately yes an unplanned and unforeseen risk, but it's certainly a risk that, that you've taken by getting into business. You need to accept that sometimes in business there are losses. Um, nothing's perfect. Exactly. Um, and then I also, and just like on the back, I'm no property specialist, um, but I certainly have some <laughs> experience. I also think that, um, you know, eviction and getting rid of a tenant, um, if this on this special case basis is probably not the ideal strategy because one has to be also forward thinking in, in understanding how difficult it may be to get another good tenant in during this stage. Um, and you may have a property that's, that's empty and that could maybe cause more damage um, than you could. Yeah, look, I mean, the first thing to note is during this period, the courts are only hearing urgent matters. So they, they aren't going to hear an eviction matter. Um, they're not going to deem it urgent. You still need to give, go through normal breach procedures. So if a tenant doesn't pay their rental um, partially or in full, you need to issue a letter of demand or, uh, or a mura letter for breaching of the, of the agreement. Wait 20, 20 working days for... Um, for them to rectify and then issue a cancellation. So there is still quite a procedure to go through to even get to a stage that you can start the eviction procedure. And most certainly no landlord can be stopped from doing that if they want to. But once it gets to a stage where you're going to now try and get to court to get your um, eviction uh, order, that case is not going to be heard at least for, for the next couple of months um, while the courts are only hearing urgent matters. So, so you, you're putting yourself, you, you're incurring legal fees for something that, that neither landlord or tenant could foresee and it's not going to change by running down this road so that's the first thing the second part which you mentioned now is is even if your if your property is empty you're certainly not going to find a tenant firstly nobody's allowed to move during this period so lockdown is lockdown you can't move so you're not going to find a tenant during this period second part is once the um lockdown uh, changes there is going to be a lot of property coming onto the market because remember you've got a situation we've got long-term rentals as they stand at the moment You've got short-term rentals that have been in a position where they have had no income for now at least uh, a, a few months um, because of, of the uh, issues around the, the virus and the lockdown. So you've got those properties that are going to come into long-term market. So the, the long-term market is going to be flooded with properties. So options for tenants and at least options for good tenants are going to be, um, there's going to be lots of, uh, uh, of supply for them to choose from. So you are going to be fighting uh, in a market that is going to be flooded with properties. So my advice is if your tenants have been good up to now, you certainly need to take consideration and take a step back and be considerate of the situation. Mm. Maybe take a, take a, take a bit of a loss at this stage, but the, the value of retaining a good tenant far outweighs um, running down the road of trying to evict the tenant at the moment because they haven't paid in a situation mm. that nobody could foresee anyway. Mm. 
Absolutely. Excellent advice. Grant, thanks so much for your time today and kind of demystifying this, this topic as I think many people have been twisting and turning about certainly. Um, could you perhaps share your contact information with some of our listeners that may want to follow you on social media or get in touch? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So my email address is um, grant at epicsouthafrica.com um, and you can look up um, Epic South Africa on Facebook um, or grants me on Facebook and uh, on uh, Instagram is also just grants me um, again. So you can follow me on Instagram there as well. Perfect. Enjoy the rest of your week and um, potentially we'll invite you back on the show. Let's see how everything pans out over the next few weeks. Thank you very much, Nadia. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Cheers. Bye.